the good, the bad, the ugly. Welcome to Sustain Nutrition's podcast, Chewing the Fat, where Joe and James will be discussing all things good, bad and ugly regarding training and nutrition. So pull up your pants, put your best foot forward and get ready for some serious oral pleasure. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Joe and James. Sustain. How the fuck are we going to do this? Nutrition? (laughs) Chewing. There. Oh. That. <laughs> Polished episode. <laughs> 106. This is like a test to see if Steve's been listening to the podcast. <laughs> we are joined today by the big, blonde and beautiful Coach Steve, Stevie C. Guest How are you doing? Us- <laughs> Good, thank you. Guest spotting. I'm going to ask Steve what we're talking about. Uh, fear of failure. There you go. I was listening. How about that? There you go. I've been back on the other podcast to get the intro right. <laughs> you, Highly polished performance. You got it. You got it. You got it half right. We're going to talk about perception of fear, perception of failure as well, because it's a big one. It's something that I've got an analogy that I use all the time with people. In that, I'll just I'll just dive straight in. Is that Definitely. if Lewis Hamilton takes a corner wide, he hasn't failed that race. Ultimately, what matters to, to Lewis Hamilton is whether he wins a race or he wins a season. Is there that they're the defining moments? And ultimately, if you looked at him running that corner wide or being overtaken in those seconds, did he fail? Yes, he did. Technically, he didn't perform optimally. He didn't achieve his goal. However, his goal isn't to corner perfectly. His goal is to win races and to win championships. And so, it depends what perspective we're looking at, which will then define failure. And so often, we see clients who will have, you know, a mini Snickers and go, I failed, sod this, I'm, I'm off plan and I'm, and I'm eating whatever I fancy. And that has to change because otherwise you're demanding perfection in, in, a, in an arena where perfection doesn't exist. I think, yeah, one of my favourite quotes is, you know, you don't have to win every vote to win an election. You just have to win the majority. And... You know, it it seems like there's certain rules or certain standards that we hold ourselves to that only apply to dieting or only apply to fat loss. And no one would walk into a Spanish class and expect to get every single word and every single sentence perfect from day one. You expect to forget how to ask where the toilets are. You know, you expect to slip up and get a name wrong or get some words wrong. That's expected. When you learn to drive, you expect to stall. You expect to clip the curb. Yeah, when it comes to dieting, it's like everything's going to be perfect from day one. I had a, a good conversation with one of my clients who, she's on a, a third week, and she's like, I'm slipping back into bad habits. She's not slipping back into bad habits. You've got bad habits. And it's this idea that, you know, you sign up for a diet or you start a diet on day one, and that's it. Like, everything's perfect. Like, it's not. you still got the same habits. You know, you, you're still going to have the same issues. We're working on those, and it's... It's a progression. It's something that happens. And when they rear their heads, their ugly heads, you go, all right, that didn't work. Let me figure out what's happened here. Let me come up with a a solution that's possibly going to work for those. And you move forward again. You know, every mistake is an opportunity to learn. It's an opportunity to get get better. Steve, this is where you talk. 
Ah, uh, yeah. I was just, I was just getting, getting my breath ready for that. Yeah, <laughs> I think we, I think with stuff like that, it's one of those things. Especially speaking to, because I always relate things to sport because you know I like watching sport and watch documentaries on these, and you listen to all the athletes and they never like Ronaldo, for example, doesn't he wasn't just. Um, created from a nuclear spillage off the coast of Portugal. You know, he did have to put, yeah, did have to put work in that work into it. And you listen to everyone, everyone's, everyone's made mistakes. Whereas now what? I was an elder, like 36. He's played with the best footballers in the world. Probably. I mean, uh, according to uh, FIFA, he's still not one of the top two players in the world. Um, But, you know, he, he's made mistakes. He's not. He's 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 not done. He's he's had failures in the past. Whereas you know, you don't just look at him and think, ah, oh, yeah, he's he started off at that point. There's always a, a process to get to it, and it's that case of when you when I'm talking to clients and, and you're speaking to people, it, it's a journey. But everyone who's been successful has had failure in the past, and I think especially when people are starting out on something like when you're using the um, uh, driving analogy like I made loads of mistakes like I I failed my driving test the, as soon as I pulled out um, and I went around a roundabout and just went well, I didn't go around the wrong way but um, I made I made the other car sort of slam on slam on behind me because I forgot which lane I needed to be on and I failed it I failed it straight away but now I realise that because I got that mistake in there early for the rest of it, it kind of settled me down a little bit and I actually did better for the rest of the driving test because I had something difficult at the start. And I think people struggle a lot at the start and trying to think as though there's going to be no obstacles or no challenges at the start, getting those obstacles and challenges in early can actually set yourself up in the long term. If that can, if that kind of makes sense, rather than trying to make things smooth running straight away and then not being able to handle when something goes wrong later down the line. Love it, because that's that's something I'm really keen on telling my clients right at the start, is like, you are going to mess up. We're going to work together for at least three months, and you are 100% going to mess up. And like you said, when you kind of acknowledge that, you kind of think, oh, that's all right. There's not as much pressure on you to be perfect or to feel horrific. It's like, oh, well, I was expecting that. You know, I was expecting to have a bad meal or make a choice that I'm not happy with. So it's yeah, I think it's good is to to acknowledge that just go like you're gonna mess up 100. You're gonna make some choices. You're gonna have a bad day or a bad weekend or a, even a bad week that you're not happy with. It's gonna happen. But then we just go right. Let's learn from that and let's crack on. Again, it's you know it's not a failure. You know, presume or presuming that you is you can fail at eating unless you're eating asbestos or lead or something like that. You know, it suggests there's an end to this. You know, like there's a full time like. There's not. This is what trying to teach you how to eat sensibly and control for the rest of your life. You can't I think that's why important, it's important to have because everyone thinks right. We've got a plan here. This is this is what I'm going to do. Whereas actually, what's your plan B? And I I always like to say, even if we're at plan Z, at least like there's some form of some form of plan there because not everything always always goes to plan. There's always going to be things. There's going to be you're going to get thrown curveballs or something's going to happen. You know, not everything's going to be uh, plain, plain sailing, but as well, you know, I, again, relating it to, to sport, one of my very first coaches always used to say, you learn more than a, from a defeat than you do from a win. Everything's going swimmingly all the time. It's like, yeah, 
let's just uh, keep scoring points. Whereas, you know, there's always those times where you've got to think, right, you know, what can, what can we do better? Or what didn't go so well? And what, what do we need to maybe add in um, to, to, to work on? Which I think sometimes f- people forget. And then, yeah, maybe the worst thing is people just beating themselves up about it, which doesn't actually help, just makes you feel more rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. That's And that <clears throat> segues nicely into even the word failure. You know, it's just such a destructive term. And I'm, I'm big in changing the, the small details and the words that people use. Like, how is eating one chocolate bun a failure? You know, like James says, you, this, is, this is an ongoing process. And like you said, there's, there's, there's having various plans. So if your goal is to look really good for your holiday in three weeks' time, three months' time, but is that the end of the road? Of course not. There's then another goal from that. And it's, or, you know, a longer term goal, whether that be kind of health. And one of my clients and quite a few of my clients, you know, uh, and the same for you guys will be, I want to be an active grandparent. I want to be healthy into my old age. So, yeah, you might fail at being a size 12 at your holiday in three months time. But that doesn't mean that those other goals don't exist. And it's about having this range of tools that you can then put into practice and I would just recommend that you take the word failure out of your vocabulary. You know, you either you succeed or you learn. I was, I was thinking that before, or you quit, which is ultimately a failure. You know, the only time you can fail, the day you die or the day you quit. And I think everyone who's listening to this, anyone in our free support group will know that when you, you quit a diet or you, or you, you go, Do you know what? I'm not that bothered. It always comes full circle. You come back and go, I've changed my mind. I am bothered. You know, I do want to lose this weight. I've now, I've gotten to this point of no return again, you know, and it's, it's remembering these things in those moments when you do want to quit. I'm not that bothered, but you are bothered because you spent the money because you're listening to this stuff because you're commenting on Facebook groups because you're joining Facebook groups. You know, don't be afraid of having goals because it's, if you stand for nothing, then for anything you'll fall. Bit of dizzy rascal for you there. Is that it's, it's having, you know, that, that, faith in your values and who you are you know i can hand on heart say it's important to me to be physically fit physically strong and be happy with how i look and to be confident you know and and if you don't care about those things then that's cool that's cool too but i think people move between those things too often i can't do this so i'm just gonna pretend like i don't care i'm just not that bothered but if you are then you know embrace embrace the struggle because it is going to be a struggle it's not going to be a cakewalk I found some stats on it the other day. I think it's like 60, 67% of adults are overweight or obese. You know, you are, if you are, if you lose weight and you keep it off and you're eating well and you are in that healthy weight category, you are the exception rather than the rule. People talk about wanting to be normal. Being overweight or obese is normal. So you need to pat yourself on the back when you are making these steps forwards. If you're doing better than you did before and you are eating less high calorie food, then that is a success. That is a step forwards. Just because instead of a chicken salad, you have a Jaffa cake, you know, on what earth is that a failure? You know, what proof, one of the things that, that we like doing is what proof is there that this is true? What proof is there that this is false? So what proof is there a Jaffa cake is a failure? Well, I shouldn't have eaten it. Is that proof it's a failure? Of course not. What proof is there that this is, isn't a failure? Well, I used to eat a whole pack of Jaffa cakes, now I'm eating one. Well, that is an indispensable truth. That is an obvious 70 calories versus 700 or whatever it is in a package appetite. So it's constant, it's getting better at looking for evidence that backs up the result that you want. And you can always make that choice. And that is a real skill. 
that a lot of people struggle with. And you know, I had a few nice bits of feedback recently saying, you know, the thing I like about sustain is how much it's changed my mindset. And you have to engage in this stuff. This is not a follow along, cook your chicken and veg and eat it, follow these workouts. This is an active process that you must engage with because you're not going to change these things without some serious effort. But if you do, then you'll be successful longer term. I think that's the thing. I was just going to say that that's the thing sometimes where people compare the, themselves to other people um, and potentially, oh, well, I know this wasn't, it wasn't that good. So it's got to be, it's got to be a failure because I think people have preconceived ideas of, of what success can be, but a little bit like strength training, strength is relative to the person. So someone being able to pick up their grandson or granddaughter and, you know, give them a piggyback down to the beach compared to someone who can squat 200 kilos, like they're both strong. It's just for, just for different purposes. And that analogy there of, right, well, I had one chaff of cake rather than, I'll use myself as an example, moved into a new house and uh, my mum, I'm a bit of a cookie monster. My mum brought me around. Um, if you ever go to Marks and Spencer's, you've probably seen them. Loads of different variety of cookies. My favourite ones are just the chocolate chip ones. Um, and usually I would have smashed that box out, what, today's, Thursday, uh, I'd have done it on Monday uh, and she brought them around on Monday. Um, but really, there's more than half a packet, more than half a packet left. And that for me is a really big win, even though I want to rip the box apart and eat them, eat them all. But I know that really, you know, I'll just feel I'll just feel sick afterwards. So that's success. That that's a that's a win, which I think sometimes people can forget because thinking about other people's success or what needs to be ideal, whereas I think it's relative. To that, to that person, um, which is which is important to remember. Yeah, I think sadly we see so much, or people putting so much pressure on themselves to have this perfect approach, or like you said, you know, like just completely change their habits immediately. And you know, that's the the joy of being a coach is that we're two steps back, so I can look at your food and what you did, the choices you made, devoid of emotion, you know, because I'm not you know, looking at this from a comfort perspective and I can see, right, you had a great breakfast. You, something happened at lunch, you know, where you had, I, you know, for example, today, someone's like, I'm really sorry, I had a cheese and tomato sandwich. Okay, you had a cheese and tomato sandwich. You know, not the best sandwich in the world, not the worst, certainly not the worst meal. You know, maybe a bar of chocolate or something, but then you had a great dinner and then, you know, you, you ran it back in. Like, these are positive things. Like, you've bookended that, with a really nutritious breakfast, you made a choice that you're not happy with at lunch, but then you have the foresight to go, right, I'm not getting this day to go into a tailspin, you know, and just eat whatever, sweet and sour chicken balls still are coming out of my eyes. I've had a, you know, sensible, nutritious, um, calorie-controlled dinner, drunk my water, and I've cracked on with the next day. Like, that's a massive win. But because people have got this, you know, pressure that they're putting on themselves, like every meal has to be perfect, failed today today's been terrible like you've had a sandwich like in what world is that a terrible choice like it's not the most nutrient dense it's not the you know the best use of of your calorie budget but it's a win again you know you've got to look for these things and 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 like i said that's the the joy of sometimes being able to look at these things objectively and having that step back and having someone to go actually this is really good and it depends on your goals, doesn't it? If, you're, if your goal is to, is to lose two stone and so far you've lost eight pounds, 
then how is that a failure? You know, yeah. it's making sure that we keep what your actual goal is in mind. And yes, a step backwards doesn't feel good, but it is part of the journey. Lewis Hamilton will run wide on corners. If he's winning races and winning championships, it just doesn't matter. Focus on the areas that, that are important to getting to that goal. I just want to put a small caveat in on that is that the reason we, we do podcasts like this is because this is what most, the majority of people within our demographic struggle with, the people who listen to these podcasts. There is the, the rare exception where people will find positives when they should be knuckling down. And ultimately, if someone comes to me and they, their goal is to lose two stone and they've lost two pounds in 13 weeks, is there is then the awkward moment as a coach where you have to say, I'm really glad that you're feeling good, drinking more water, and eating more protein. But my concern here is you're not going to get to your goals and we have to try a bit harder here. Not suggesting that process is a failure, but more effort is needed to get to that, to that end point. And it's quite a fine line to balance as a coach where you want to reward people and make them feel good. But I also want them to get to their desired result. And if I just focus on making people feel good, then there's going to be clients who don't get the results they could because actually a bit more honesty was needed. And I think that I had one of my clients the other day say, I'd like you to be a bit tougher. And I said to her, you know, could you just give me some specifics of what you mean? And she's like, oh, I just want you to tell me where I'm going wrong and, and, and draw my attention to it. And in hindsight, that's exactly what you're doing. So that's great. And it was quite nice feedback to have is because I don't want to just tell people they're doing really well. I would love to. I'd love that to be the case, but it's not going to, that's not how it works. There's too, we work with too many people who've got too many struggles, who've dieted for, for such long periods of time. You know, go back to the stats. 67% of people are overweight or obese. This isn't going to be a cakewalk. You know, this isn't just going to be where you come in and you smash this out of, park, out of the park because you've dropped some money on it. It's just not how it works. We have to always question whether we're being realistic and, and where we've got those, those ideas from. And it's all of these things are in flux as well. People will say, you know, I'm all or nothing. Well, you're not. It's just a concept that you're applying to yourself that basically backs up your, your, your poor decisions. And ultimately, these, again, like James says, it's nice to, as a coach, it's beneficial to be able to stand back and to say, saying that I'm all or nothing, saying that I failed, these are unuseful terms. These are things that small parts of this, that if they change, it will be easier for you to then be successful longer term. Yeah, I think even when it's like uh, when people are, even if things are going well and putting putting more of the effort in, even if as a coach highlighting things, oh, well, what 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 was that wine for? What what was that chocolate bar? It's not there to be like, ha ha, I'm gonna stop this momentum right now. It's more of just highlighting those things just to make sure that, well, do you know what? I had that glass of wine just because I really fancied it because I was having a meal with my husband or my boyfriend or girlfriend or you know whatever, just so that doesn't then turn into a slip or actually, you know, right, well, you had that glass of wine and you said you enjoyed it, but then you also had a bag of crisps, somewhere else and somewhere else. So really, you know, that, that wasn't that where it was just to make sure that just keeping that, keeping that consistency going back to, you know, if things are, if things are going well, there's always things that you need to make sure that you, that you keep doing well to keep that consistency and keep progressing. Yeah, it's definitely, it's, you know, repeating what brings you success, um, which we take care of. But again, it's, it's, I, I expect to mess up at some point, as you would do in any area of your life, whether that's parenting, whether that's relationships, whether that's 
fucking, I don't know, decorating, baking, cooking, um, whatever you do for a living, you make mistakes. You forget to send an email. You do uh, a spelling mistake. Basically just describing my life here. Um, <laughs> you forget to take the bins out. You know, all these things, you're like, oh my God, I'm such a massive failure. I forgot to take the bins out. Or, you know, I, I can't believe I sent that email out with a, a spelling mistake in. I don't care. Um, you know, I'm such a massive failure looking at Joe there. <laughs> these are things that you just accept. They're fine. You know, and, and it's not like you've got like, you know, 20 years of struggling with spelling the word restaurant like I have. Um, you know, you don't then cause that into a tailspin. Well, I'm going to deliberately spell everything wrong now on these emails. You know, a bit of an extreme example. But it's this pressure that you put on yourself to have this perfect approach. And that's why, like, anything less than perfection is a failure. No, it's not. You know, there's there's 101 reasons why you might be slipping up. And it could be as simple as you're taking the wrong approach. You're being too restrictive. You're not eating enough food. You're not eating. I don't like would say the right kind of foods, but you're not prioritizing, you know, more nutrient-dense foods. These are things that can make it easier. Or more than likely, it's going to be some kind of mindset issue that you need to work on. And it's not a failure. It's basically showing, right, this is a chink in my armor. This is what I need to work on. This is what I need to fix. And that's why each of those failures failures, I'm doing air quotes for a podcast, amazing, takes you one step closer to being successful. What do you know about that? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting one. It makes me think of when people say, I'm a perfectionist. Like, I've got some bad news for you. You've never done anything perfectly. In fact, you've never even got close to it because it doesn't exist. There's a really good quote. Uh, I was listening to Eddie Jones's podcast on the, the England Rugby Manager on the High Performance podcast the other day. And he was saying his goal is he'll retire when he's played He's managed the perfect 80 minutes of rugby. Of course, it doesn't exist. You know, it's, and it's fine to aspire to perfection. It's fine to aspire to do a better job. But when you fall short of that, if you view that as a failure, you're just kicking yourself in the back because you haven't achieved it. You, know, you need to, to be kind to yourself and say, okay, well, what are the lessons I can learn from that? And the most successful clients we have and the ones who are the, the best to work with are the ones who go, this day didn't go quite right. This is what I'll do next time. Specific one, specific two, specific three. And ultimately, you know, all we can do is encourage you to, to be like those clients because they're the ones who get the best results. And this is something that you can identify on yourself and go, I'm not quite doing this at the moment, but I certainly can. I can certainly look for more solutions to these problems. Yeah, if things were perfect, Apple would have just made one iPhone rather than making you upgrade every single year. Um, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I think to perfection. <laughs> Brilliant. So ever in an ever-evolving journey that you just have to accept and, like I said, just learn along the way. Good? Perfect. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Steve, Blonde Bonshell, and adding some uh, knowledge bombs. But as always, guys, thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to like, subscribe, leave a review, and maybe we'll read it out because I forgot to do that again, but we're in a rush. Um, take care and comb your hair. See you later. <laughs> Stop recording.